It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. That's gotta hurt. He's next. We're absolutely going to the ER from here. And what you need to know if you drive on black ice. The roads may look clear, but there's black ice lurking. Then, commuting during the pandemic, they're packed together. So crowded. Buses overflowing, social distance, not even an option. How do you get to work and stay safe? And the crowds at the Daytona 500. I know, I know, I know a lot of people there. there. Plus, Melania Trump breaks her silence. Melania is upset that um, her popularity ratings have taken a hit. And what the Trump impeachment lawyers are saying now. You got the SNL treatment on Saturday. Jiminy Crickets! And exclusive, Britney Spears' ex-manager. What she's telling Inside Edition. She's not a child. She's a 39-year-old woman. And what Meghan Markle's estranged father has to say about the big baby news. And where the new American royal baby stands in the line of succession. Plus, look who's singing. It's Kellyanne Conway's daughter on American Idol. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Wherever you are, there is a 50-50 chance the weather is just awful. Half the nation is under a winter weather advisory as freezing temperatures, snow, and ice move across the country. Officials are warning, if you don't have to be out, stay in. Something this couple learned the hard way. Here's Stephen Fabian. It's the United States of ice, as this couple is about to find out. Yikes, that's got to hurt. Louise Pewitt goes down hard. Her fiance, Jake, is next to go. I guess what was going through my mind was, I'm going to save her. (laughs) As soon as I took that step towards her, I go right down with her. There was no snow yesterday. It was just ice. Um, So it's perfectly clear, which I think was just the deceiving part of it. The fall outside their home in Nashville was a doozy. Bruised up pretty bad. Across America, in unexpected places, the mere act of walking can be hazardous to your health. This guy returning his shopping cart in Kentucky looks like a character in a silent movie. I'd say it was probably about a quarter inch ice. And in this parking lot in Oklahoma, a woman named Kristen could not get her footing. Kristen, I can't really help you. Her friend roars with laughter. It's funny until it happens to you. And for this young woman, also in Oklahoma, her world has turned into an ice rink. Downed power lines are a major issue. Look at this video in Louisiana. On highways and roads, expect total chaos. A fiery wreck in Kansas City. 
the moment a tractor trailer jackknifes in Texas. In Tennessee, it looks clear, but whoa, the driver has zero control of that truck. As the massive storms move into the Northeast, AAA's Robert Sinclair has some valuable tips about driving on slick black ice. You can't see the black ice. The roads may look clear, but there's black ice lurking. There's a tip for black ice. If you're driving along, the pavement looks wet, look at the tires of the vehicle in front of you. If there's spray coming off those tires, it's water. You should be okay. If there's no spray coming off and that pavement looks wet, that's ice. You hit some ice mm. and you're sliding around. What do you do as a driver? You want to look and steer in the direction that you want to go in. You're going around a turn on a ramp or something and you start to lose control. Don't look at the wall because we go where we look. It's intuitive. Interesting. So look around that turn. Look away from the wall and steer in that direction. Ouch. Be careful out there, folks. As many as 3,200 flights were canceled today around the country because of the extreme weather. Some encouraging news today on the COVID front as the seven-day average of new cases in this country is now below 100,000. That's down from a quarter of a million in January. Health officials say that's because we've been staying put, wearing masks and distancing. But as cities around the country reopen for business, millions of Americans will be relying on mass transit, which will result in people packed on buses just like the pre-pandemic days. Are they at risk? Amber Cagliano with our report. Excuse me. Sorry. Images of overcrowded buses are raising concerns today. There are no seats. There's like nowhere to stand. Buses packed. In New York, despite the pandemic, more than 27 million commuters a month are cramming their way onto packed buses. Social distancing? Forget about it. Passengers are forced to squeeze their way through the crowd. And packed buses aren't the only potential super spreaders causing concern today. This national cheerleading competition in Atlanta attracted 40,000 people. Teammates around they go in a hard crash. That dramatic fiery crash on the last lap of the Daytona 500 let driver Michael McDowell in for an unexpected win. But some say the real danger was being in a crowd in excess of 30,000. And while the number of new cases has dropped fewer than 100,000 a day, the discovery of seven new variants, which may be more infectious than the original, is causing concern. They're giving them bird names. Robin 1 in 30 states, predominantly the Midwest. Robin 2 in 20 states, predominantly in the Southeast. And then there's a pelican variant that's been discovered in 13 states. Plus Why Australia bird names? It's to avoid stigmatizing places where they were discovered. And Michael Strahan returned to the Good Morning America studio after testing positive over three weeks ago. Two big stories. Hold on for a second, Michael. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yay, Michael's back in the house. Back to those overcrowded buses we showed you many people have no choice but to take the risk of traveling on them to get to work on time. But the good news here, there are things you can do to make traveling on public transportation safer. Our Stephen Fabian spoke with, with Dr. Jack Caravanos, professor of environmental health at New York University. Make sure your mask is on very tight around the nose. If you're really worried, you can put another mask over it. I prefer a surgical mask with the cloth mask over it. Another piece of advice, stay off your phone and avoid talking. I think a good practice is to turn your back. 
Don't be standing face to face with someone. Give yourself some distance and make sure you're not breathing someone else's air. People need to get back to work, but we got to make sure we do it safely. Excuse me. Sorry. New York Transit officials say people should wear their masks, adding they disinfect the buses every day to keep people safe. Former First Lady Melania Trump is hitting back at a CNN report that claimed her days are spent mostly getting spa treatments at Mar-a-Lago, calling the report another example of the media's, quote, unhealthy obsession. Here's Les Trent. The former first lady is said to be not happy that she no longer lives in the White House. Melania really wanted a second term, and I think she felt that it was cut short. Washington Post reporter Mary Jordan says her sources tell her that the former first lady, like her husband, is plotting her return to the public spotlight. Melania is upset that um, her popularity ratings have taken a hit, but she, like her husband, are all about comebacks. And she is fully invested. Now Melania is denouncing a CNN report that she spends most of her day at the spa in Mar-a-Lago getting massages and facials, tweeting she is no longer first lady. Her office issued a fiery statement calling the report false gossip and yet another example of the media's unhealthy obsession. Today, we're getting insight into the impeachment trial from Trump's lawyers, Michael Vanderveen and Bruce Castor. I actually found him to be um, uh, a pleasant, respectful uh, uh, man. I know he's got more sides than that. Um, but uh, my interaction with him was very serious, down to business. This is our path uh, to victory in this, and let's go pursue it. They were both thrust into the national arena and, no surprise, got the full SNL treatment over the weekend. Let's hear it for the prosecution. Wowzer, am I right? Y'all rule. Crushed it. Well, that's my time. What are your thoughts on that? I guess that somehow is a, a badge of honor that you made it to the uh, national parody stage. Both men say they've received a lot of backlash for defending Trump. Vandals smashed windows and spray-painted traitor on the driveway of Vanderveen's home in suburban Philadelphia. I thought it was unfortunate. Uh, um, I, I wasn't pleased. And we were there when crews power washed the graffiti away. I'm wondering if you have any regrets about taking the case. Uh, I don't. Other news today, the hit show The Bachelor is regrouping after host Chris Harrison said he was stepping aside after racially insensitive comments. It started over an antebellum-themed frat party one contestant once attended, and that has put the spotlight on antebellum-themed weddings at historic plantations, the idea of which is hugely offensive to many people. They're picturesque and popular settings for weddings. Antebellum plantation venues have long touted sophistication and southern charm, but now they're coming under fire for their history of slavery. Bachelor contestant Rachel Kirkinell is apologizing after photos surfaced of her attending an Old South plantation party with her Georgia College sorority sisters in 2018. You can see the women are all wearing antebellum-style dresses. I am sorry to the communities and individuals that my actions harmed and offended, the 24-year-old wrote on Instagram. I am ashamed about my lack of education. I deserve to be held accountable for my actions. Now, numerous wedding planning sites 
like Pinterest and The Knot have stopped promoting plantation weddings. No amount of flowers or draping are going to hide the history of these locations, right? So I think that more and more couples have to be morally and socially aware of what they're doing. Rachel isn't the first public figure to apologize for involvement with a plantation party. Last year, actors Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively said they were sorry for holding their 2012 wedding at Boone Hall in South Carolina, where slaves once lived. It's something we'll always be deeply and unreservedly sorry for. It's impossible to reconcile, the Deadpool star said. Now in the wake of the Bachelor controversy, longtime host Chris Harrison says he is stepping aside for a period of time after defending Rachel Kirkinell's actions in an interview with the first black bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay. I am deeply remorseful. By excusing historical racism, I defended it. I was so wrong, he writes. Rachel Lindsay had this reaction today. I'm happy that Chris is taking the steps that he needs to take to realize the gravity of the situation at hand. I think that this is the right move. Harrison says he hopes the strides the show's made in having a black bachelor this season won't be overshadowed by his mistakes. And there is big reaction today to the happy news that Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan are having another baby. And they let the world know with this photo, which in itself is a story. As the world celebrates Meghan Markle's second pregnancy, women are taking note that she's expecting at the age of 39. Risk factors for her age are miscarriage, stillbirth, preterm labor, more operational procedures like cesarean sections, hypertension or preeclampsia, all very big risks. Megan suffered a miscarriage last July and wrote a poignant op-ed in the New York Times. Don't live in fear. You know, that happened once, doesn't have to happen again. Now that she's further along, she can, um, you know, relax to a certain extent, but still just having that extra prenatal care, more potentially more visits with her doctor. That's really, really important. And she'll do great. The Valentine's Day announcement has special meaning. 37 years ago on Valentine's Day in 1984, Princess Diana revealed she was pregnant with Harry. Megan's friend, Gail King, who was at Archie's baby shower, gushed over the photo on CBS This Morning. Look how they're looking at each other. That looks like love to me. The photo was taken by Megan and Harry's friend, celebrity photographer, Misan Harriman. That's good. He says the photo was taken remotely with an iPad, apparently at their mansion in Montecito, California. Harriman says the background was deliberate, the tree of life behind them, and the garden representing fertility. And we're hearing from Megan's estranged father, Thomas Markle, who has yet to see his grandson, baby Archie. I wish Megan and Harry a successful, healthy, uh, healthy birth and uh, and I hope someday I get to see my grandchildren. They're all royal grandchildren. Even though Meghan and Harry's newborn will be an American citizen, he will still be eighth in line to the British throne. Prince Charles is first, then William, then his children, George, Charlotte, and Louis, then Harry, Archie, and the new royal baby would be number eight. 2021 is going to be a good year for the Sussexes, as little Archie predicted in his parents' podcast. Happy? Happy? New? New? <laughs> Sweet. It's just been reported that Meghan and Harry will be interviewed by Oprah Winfrey for a 90-minute primetime special that'll air on CBS on March 7th. And just because you've lost something, don't give up hope that it'll never be found. Jim Murray has the story of a man who lost his wallet 53 years ago. And of all places, 
Antarctica. And miracle of miracles, it's just been found. This wallet was lost for 53 years in Antarctica. Paul Grisham lost his wallet way back in 1967 in, of all places, Antarctica. Today, he's 91 years old and living in San Diego with his wife, Carol. Paul, a meteorologist with the U.S. Navy, lived in this remote, isolated outpost. Flash forward 53 years later, the outpost was torn down and his missing wallet was discovered. You know, as a matter of fact, I did not remember losing it. What are the chances? We'll be back right after this. Next, exclusive, Britney Spears, ex-manager. What she's telling, Inside Edition. She's not a child. She's a 39-year-old woman. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back. The new documentary, Framing Britney Spears, has put a very bright light on the pop star's troubles. Now Britney's former manager is speaking out in this exclusive TV interview. Britney Spears' former manager is calling for the pop star's independence. It doesn't make sense. She's not a child. She's a 39-year-old woman. In this Inside Edition exclusive, Kim Kamen claims Britney's dad, Jamie, should not be in charge of her conservatorship. The conservatorship, uh, I think, the whole thing was just really kind of disgusting. Um, I don't understand how Jamie Spears, of all people, was put in charge of her finances. This was a man who was never around. Yet Kamen is adamant that the singer is mentally fit. When she had this breakdown, it was when Kevin Federline, her ex-husband, forbade her from seeing her two children. Wouldn't you have a breakdown? She says Britney's four-year Las Vegas residency proves she's got it together. Britney is currently fighting her father in court to have him removed from being in control of her finances. Britney's lawyer has told a judge she is refusing to perform until her father is no longer in charge of her career. On Valentine's Day, Britney looked happy and healthy while on a hike with boyfriend Sam Asgari. Happy chocolate day, lioness, he gushed. Kamen says when Britney decides to perform again, it will be with a vengeance. She is going to just come back like an explosion, and it's going to be fantastic to watch. We'll be right back. On President's Day, some juicy information about our very first president from none other than Inside Edition weekend anchor Mary Calvey. It's a dream come true for our Mary Calvi. I can't uh, believe this. Mary has uncovered surprising new information about the father of our country, George Washington. Did you know his wife, Martha, wasn't his first love? What I discovered is that George Washington was a stud. In the 1700s, all of the women wanted a touch of him. Yup, it's true. George Washington's first love was a woman named Mary Phillips. For those who may not know, who is Mary Phillips? Mary Phillips was the it girl of colonial America. Washington's own commanders were after his girl, the richest single woman in colonial America, an heiress in New York. Mary detailed the romance in her best-selling book, Dear George, Dear Mary. And now it's the basis of a new Smithsonian Channel documentary, George Washington's Secret Love. It also offers a fresh look at what George Washington looked like as a young man. For one thing, he apparently had blonde hair. We never really knew what he looked like of George Washington in his 20s. All of the portraits were done when he was in his 40s with white hair. He looked very different at the time. And yes, he was quite the romantic. 
And when we come back, proof that it is really, really cold outside. Finally, call these polar pants. It's so cold in Chicago that this guy is having fun by freezing his pants. It came out of just a polar vortex boredom. When it gets really cold, this is something that I like to do. He shows us how he does it. Just a splash of water in that frigid air. Defrost before wearing. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.